This episode includes conversations about mental health. If this is triggering to you, please feel free to skip to the next episode. Welcome back to another episode of In One Ear, Out The Other, where we host discussions about young people and their mental health, allowing all the bad advice around us to go in one ear and out the other. I'm Megan, and my hooray for this week is that we're finally on in the Easter holidays, and I get two weeks off, even though I've got loads of revision to do, but at least I can sit and get up when I want. Holly, what's yours? So I'm Holly, and my hooray is that I am happy to be back in Newport from uni. It's nice coming back home, and I miss Newport. And I I put I miss Newport in my my friend's group chat, and then my friend said, Newport has missed you too. <laughs> and that was really sweet. But, um, yeah, it's just nice to be back home. Uh, Josephine, what about you? Uh, my hooray is uh, that I finally got a job. <gasps> wow! Yeah, it only took me two months. That's pretty good, um, yeah. Is it hard? Like, how are you finding no, it? it's easy. It's hard. I literally sit around. I can be honest. I get £30 a day and I sit around for the majority of it. Good. Pretty good, easy money. And on this episode, we have a guest. So, Anna, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Anna, and I work at Newport Mind as the volunteer coordinator. So my hooray is that I recently went on a holiday and I took my infant son for the first time. He's one, and we went on the plane and there was no tantrums from anyone involved. So that was great. So that's my hooray. That's a success. Yes. Definitely. Okay, I'll press the button now. Is it this one? I think it's this one. My, my hooray! <laughs> okay. I love that. Let's get started. Yes. So on this episode, we're going to be chatting about co-production in terms of Anna's role as a volunteer coordinator and our experience of it as well. So should we begin with what co-production is? What do we all perceive it as? Listening to young people and kind of actually, what's the word, Um, taking what they say into account and acting on it. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'd say also working together this is kind of equal parts of adult um involvement and young people's kind of opinions as well working together yeah equality is really important to it uh josephine what do you what what does it feel like to you uh just to make everything make sure it goes smoothly um i think equality what you said there meg is really important but like equity is also important we have to recognize that young people don't have the same voice as adults just generally in our society so we try and make up for that in co-production so equality would be giving you exactly the same opportunity as an adult to talk equity is where we give you the tools to actually get to a point where you can um so for example for a staff member you can just give your view on a project and you're like great okay that's me done i've given my view something's going to happen Young people don't always feel that if they just give their view, something's going to happen. You need to put more things in place to enable that and to let people, to help young people find their power and their voice, especially in third sector. It's really important at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I think in Newport Mind, we, we do a lot of that in terms of all the projects we create. We can pitch our ideas and we know that they're taken into consideration for the next project that comes up and that our opinions are valued in that kind of project. 
Could you expand on what you mean by third sector organisation? So third sector is anyone who is funded potentially by, um, so we're funded by lots and lots of different people, but it's the charity sector is an easier way of saying third sector. So you've got private, public and then third sector, that's us. So for Newport Mind, I'm sure people know this, but we work in mental health and our children, young people and families team specifically work with children, young people and family, obviously. And then we have the Wellbeing Ambassadors, which is part of the children, young people and families team. And that's where our co-production really comes in is with the Wellbeing Ambassadors. So my next question is, how does co-production work? What goes into making it work? So that's a really good uh, question, a nice discussion to have. So co-production can be anything from a young person being involved in a fund and writing the fund and getting the money. And that would be we'd want young people. So if we're writing a fund, it's going to serve young people, right? So we want the people that it serves to be telling us what they want. So with the podcast, for example, this was a massively co-produced and youth-led initiative, right? Right from the start. I remember when you first had the idea for it, way back when. Yes. And we wrote that fund almost entirely together. I think, in fact, it was a youth-written fund, massively, wasn't it? And that's co-production because you are giving us what you want to do and the ideas, and then we're making that happen together. We're bringing, so as a professional, we're bringing our professional judgment and our professional sort of experiences to inform that, but being led by what the people we want to serve and the people we want to help what they want. So in funding, it would be taking your ideas and then day to day throughout Newport Mind and throughout sort of our young person's team, any courses we deliver, any one-to-ones, any assemblies, we want a young person to have seen that content, to have looked at it and said, yes, this suits our purpose, this serves our purpose. Because as much as we as professionals are, you know, we're professionals, we're doing the job we do for a reason, we're not experts on being young people anymore. Only young people are experts at being young people until they grow up and then they become us instead. Yeah, I think um, I'd say one of my favourite parts of volunteering and kind of the experience of co-production, I'd say, is doing interviews because I feel like that's a massive one where I can see that we both have kind of an equal involvement in some something to get some yeah. that job do you want to explain how like the interviews work and how we do that yes yeah, so for any um staff member employed in the children and families services has to go through a, both a young person's panel and then a staff panel as well and in the young person's panel we'll put a task or some questions forward and they have to complete that task and then we kind of make our own judgments as well as then going forward with the other members of staff and having that discussion on who we think would best suit the role yeah that decision and I've been on the professionals panel I've sat with the young person panel we have someone in the room just in case um but we don't get a say if we're in that room it's a 50 50 decision it's completely 50 50 and there are so many people who've been hired based on the young people turning around and saying no this is who we want this is the energy we need and the staff panel sometimes has different scoring to the young people and maybe you come to compromise or maybe it completely challenges our views and what we're seeing because what we find is that people are great at interviewing for other professionals they know what to say they know what we want to hear and they can present a really good front but i think the interviews the young people's panels i've seen they just see through everything and you really get a sense of the person and whether young people will open up to them because that's the we don't want to hire someone and then young people really don't want to talk to them so it's so valuable and it's so 
50-50. It's really, it's contributed to so many good hires, which is great. Yeah. Um, my next thing is, kind of we've already touched on this, but why is co-production such a good thing? Why should everyone do it in a way? I think our most successful projects are the ones that have had a massive youth voice and I think that speaks to why co-production is important. If young people are telling you this is what they need, if young people are telling you this is what you're not doing right now, this is why what you're doing isn't working and you listen to that, it's naturally going to go better. If young people are asking you for something and then you do it, you're giving them what they've asked for and they're going to access that, they're going to enjoy that, they're going to be invested in it and passionate about it. If I sit here and go, I think we should do this and I think young people should turn up to it and I think that's fine. Maybe my ideas are great because I've worked with young people, but maybe it's just not speaking to their truth. Maybe it's not speaking to what they really want. So it makes everything we do authentic, truly valuable and truly sort of serving the needs of young people at that time. So it just, it just makes everything better. <laughs> Simply makes everything better. How do you think can get the right balance between it between the co-production and not kind of allowing young people to have total control over everything because that can also lead to other problems how can you keep that balance I think that's something that we're like always looking at and we don't always hit and I don't think you're ever going to hit and it depends on your young people it depends on your staff but I think the co bit is really important it's together you're doing everything together you're not just handing something over to young people and I see people do this thinking this is the easy way of doing co-production I'll just get young people to do it and in some situations maybe that's great like the podcast you guys work so independently right you've done a lot of the planning yourselves but you always have that staff backing and that sort of place you can go and I think honesty and I think I'm hoping you guys will agree with me but you know we're always really open with you and honest about what we can do what we can't do the limitations and a lot of the time the limitations come down to money and you've learned that in your time with us. But we also hold space for any ideas you have and we don't just say no without explaining why or we don't sort of brush an idea aside without saying why. And I think when we're honest together, when there's lots of open communication and lots of transparency, you see behind the scenes, you see what we do. We're open when things don't go to plan, whatever that looks like. And I think with that really wide view you're not held separately you are part of the team in every way I think that's how we sort of keep the balance and keep the trust as well between staff and young people which is so important yeah definitely I was just thinking kind of for us all where do we think co-production is missing what where does it need it most that maybe it's not we're not seeing it I think so I've had this thought before um I would say in schools because you do get a lot of children who are like how is this going to help me in future I don't want to do this I don't want to learn this I don't want to go to lessons and in that sense you're really not kind of nurturing that child's motivation like if your if your children in a school really don't want to go in don't want to learn and feel demotivated then it's not a great school because everything around the school is focused on the children and if the children themselves don't like it then what are you achieving it's I don't think it's enough to just say you have to do this because I'm telling you to and that's why you get people who what's the word like just don't 
do it because that doesn't work and it creates this separation between adults and children as well if you do that I was thinking like how could you do this and I'm not really sure because you can't really co-produce with like really young children on building an education system can you why not because I mean like really young children yeah I'm talking like primary school children could you ask them what they enjoy and then tailor lessons around that yeah but then none of them are gonna say I want to learn addition no but you could say okay how do you feel you learn best and they're gonna turn around and say I like it when we're jumping around or I like it when we're doing coloring so you plan the activity around that 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 could be the level and you've made a really good point about age it is different like we work our volunteers are 14 to 25 that's a really great age because you've got that knowledge and that sort of world experience but you're still a young person that's great but there's nothing to stop you doing it with younger age groups and I completely agree schools need to do it more and it comes down a bit in school to power doesn't it I think teachers hold all the power the parents there's PTAs and they hold power do students feel like they have power in a school no. And that needs to change, right? Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> school's for the children. And yeah. yeah. I think I think it's something that schools sometimes try to initiate or have an attempt when they do, like, school councils and they do yes. those kind of things that are kind of a step towards. But I find they're never... There's good intentions, but they're never kind of executed. You get... Right at the start of the year, everyone is, like, excited to do beyond the council and then... Nothing happens for the rest of the year. Have you been on a council? You're speaking from experience here. I've kind of been on some councils, yeah. but not not in recent years. But I know other people that do it, and then you kind of think they do a few things at the start of the year, and then nothing else happens. Yeah, and people get demotivated, yeah. and it's that feedback loop as well. Of if if young people are giving ideas, they really need to hear where that goes and what that affects. And if if it can't happen, why? As opposed to just taking all the ideas and then being like, okay, thanks, bye. That's consultation, not co-production. And there's a place for that, but it's not great if you're trying to form a long-lasting co-production relationship. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've I've been on the council in year 10. um, I think we only had one successful idea, and, like, we never told why it was successful, we never told anything, and we had, like, one meeting a term. So it was very rare, and even then, it was very small issues, um, like bins, trees, plants, you know, nothing. Because I recently learned that there was a youth parliament in the Welsh yes, government. Yes, yes, there is. Um, but, like, there's so many things that we aren't told of. And I think um, in terms of, like, knowing that there's a youth parliament, knowing what the powers of the youth parliament have, you know, I think these things are incredibly important because, again, I didn't know it even existed. And that knowledge but, is power, isn't it? Yes. Um, it's like, you know... Again, knowing that it exists, knowing how to get on it, and like knowing who your local representative is, you know, it's um, it's it's great for all things, and especially co-production. Um, and life, and obviously, education is one of the big things that the youth parliament should do. And it comes back to that idea of making sure young people feel like they have the voice and they have the power. And if they knew who to go to, if they knew who to talk to, especially in the youth parliament situation, they've got that voice. They've got the power to talk and to say things and be heard. So with schools then, what would be, like say school council, you're saying they're meeting like once a term, you, you're only get to, getting to deal with the small issues. You're saying that you don't, like it starts off really good, but then it te- peters out. If anyone like 
from a school board or teachers were listening, what would be your top tips for forming a good school-based co-production, whether that's a council, whether whatever that looks like? What would you ask for? Um, <laughs> okay, so I remember being on the school council and I did not know what I was doing. So the teacher would like say some things which I wouldn't understand and then they'd ask like who agrees who disagrees and me not knowing what to do just put my hand up randomly and I think that may as well be a survey right that's yeah. not co-production you're not giving ideas they may as well have just sent out a survey yeah that's yeah that's true and I was gonna say I think if you really if you want effective co-production then you also need to support the people who are in the council it's not enough to just give them tasks and things you actually need to give them kind of some background on how ideas can be successful and how their ideas are talked about with other people and also like I think it's just crazy how co-production is not is not always done well and it's not always there yeah and especially in school where it is so it's there to serve the young people right it's there to teach you and you spend hours and hours of your life there I can't do the maths but over a year you're spending almost the majority over half at least of your waking hours there you spend so much time it's such a formative experience and you have no say I think it's getting better and I think some schools, to give credit, they do try and they do want to do this and there are definitely teachers out there who are passionate about this, but it's it's hard to change a system that's been one way for so long. Yeah, um, and oh, I was going to say more but I keep forgetting it. Um, oh yeah, so it's like when students bring quite, um, I'm guessing, bigger issues not just small things like bins or plants or whatever, but big issues in trying to change the system. I feel like their ideas are just lost because the adults just don't kind of put those bigger issues up to the people who can deal with them. And it's it's a shame really because the young people are trying to tell you something and you and it's not being transmitted just because of like the hierarchy barriers to them maybe um maybe they don't communicate as much and their ideas are just not prioritized so that hierarchy is a really um interesting idea because true co-production in an organization would have young people sitting at every level and i think we'll come back to talking about this with the youth voice group but yeah that's a good one to mention because we can we can chat about that yeah i've got one more point to make sorry um oh yeah and the fact that it's just a common thing that young people feel like they're not being listened to or that if they do say something, nothing's going to change. And it's, it's also a shame. And I hope that co-production can um, be more prevalent to change this because it's not right. I think going back to the kind of question about what they could do to kind of improve the co-production in school is kind of understanding that we like we can give our points forward and seeing them go into action and how that process works because I think a lot of the time if you give your opinion and then it it actually works or something happens with it you don't see that process it's kind of thanks for your idea and then you see the final product and there's no 
is none of that going through every step by step with the young people, which is another important part of co-production is Absolutely. going through everything together with the young people. And I think that's something that might be valuable for people to recognise, oh, that idea and that thought that I had enabled all of this to happen. And yes. seeing that kind of gives makes young people feel more empowered to make that change and give their opinions on stuff because they know something's done about it. I think people underestimate young people's understanding. I yeah. think they think, oh, they won't, they won't be interested in that bit of the workings or they, they won't understand it or that they only care about X, Y, Z without actually checking. And I think from my experience, I found that young people have such a passion to, to know any, any situation they're part of. They want to know what's going on. They want to feel empowered. They want to feel like they can have a say, as anyone would any adult, if there was any situation where an adult had no say in what was happening to them, that would be really strange. Yeah. But we just assume that young people are going to be fine with that because they're young. Yeah, and I think it would also enable people to feel more interested in school kind of environments because knowing, let's say there's a financial element, you're getting in that kind of math side of stuff that you might think you're learning something in math and you go, well, when am I going to use that? And actually, if you're involved in things that happen within school... You can see where it where it benefits and it might make people more inspired to do the subjects that they don't enjoy and be more involved and recognise that when a teacher tells you to do something and you think, what's the point? You know what the point is yeah, because you've used it in real life experiences. Definitely. Do you have any top tips for schools? Yeah, so it's like little things of transparency can make a world of difference, especially in te- like you know the youth camp, like the councils and stuff. Why why shouldn't they know about this? If they're yeah. going to be the ones shaping policy, they should know. It comes back to that: don't assume what young people want to know. Ask them. Yeah. <laughs> Let them tell you. I was wondering if you've seen co-production in many other places. So it is becoming the thing of of now like so that makes no sense the thing of now the thing of the moment <laughs> you, you know what I mean it's um it's becoming much more important to everyone and I am seeing that and I sort of I do some of the funding bids and I do some of the funding work and you're looking at the funds that are coming out and a lot of them now are writing in co-production that never used to be the case so some of the projects I've worked on so Meg you were with me on my first project in Newport Mound, which was Generation Crossover. So that was a year and you had to get a lot done. There's not a lot of time for co-production there. And I'll say, I probably only reached consultation level with that project. We had like, you help create the content to begin with, but that was it. Because that's all we had time for. That's all we had the money for. But then now as we go through and new funds are coming in, so the most recent one that really speaks to this is the Children Need Project. That has a three-month development phase written in which is incredible because for those three months and for the rest of the project, young people have to have a voice. And Children Need is a particularly good funder for that. They're really keen that young people are leading the project, are co-producing everything. The other one is Mind Our Futures. They've got a year of development in. They are a five-year project, but a year of development with young people. So co-production is becoming far more written in, but that's still only in the third sector that I am seeing that. Schools are becoming more aware of it, It's a slow change with statutory bodies. From what I can see, it's much harder to change big institutions like that. But I think it's all moving in the right way, which is really encouraging to see. It is all moving in the right way, even within MIND, sort of the local MINDs and the sort of national levels of MINDs. It's becoming 
far more. And for us, it's becoming more. We're managing to sort of feed Wellbeing Ambassadors into every project more than we ever have, which is wonderful to see and really fulfilling and, and what we've been working towards for a long time. But it does take time. It really does. Okay. And let's say an organisation does want to co-produce. How would they start doing that? I think uh, talking to the people who are doing it is great. And we get a lot of people chatting to us. We talk to a lot of other organisations who we see doing it particularly well as well. We look for tips and we share information. And you need a group of young people. (laughs) Can't do it without the young people. It really doesn't work. But you need a group of young people. But if you want to do it, you're probably serving young people. And co-production doesn't have to be young people. We're talking about it in that sense. But it can be any group of people that you're working with. And just start talking to them, start being open, start being transparent, learn about co-production. There's lots of training out there. And then just learn that you are going to learn it on the go. And sometimes it won't go so well. Sometimes you'll be like, yes, I've got this great idea and I'm going to run a meeting and then no one turns up and you can't do it anyway. Or young people or anyone will come in and go, yeah, no, that's, that's, we're not doing that. We don't like that. And that's okay. And I think it's, you can't have an ego in co-production either. So get rid of all of that. Get rid of all how sort of you think things should be or should go in your mind and just be open within the boundaries of whatever you're working in and just give it a go. I think it's not, it's something that can't go massively wrong because it's it's an organic moving process. It's, it's, a, it's a, just an ongoing discussion and just treat it as that. Um, and if there isn't as much participation from young people as wanted, then how could that be kind of improved? So participation is an interesting one. And I think when we look at participation, you have to think, who are the young people? Are they volunteers? Are they not volunteers? Are they not even sort of, are they just service users? Are they paid young people? Because that is becoming like peer researchers, lived experience service designers as paid young people and think about what your expectation realistically can be for those young people. So you're all volunteers. I can't demand that you are anywhere. I can't demand a minimum level of contribution. We could have an agreement around it, but you're volunteers. You're here by choice. So participation has to be worth it for you and for who you're co-producing with. It's got to be worth it for them. And if you're looking at low participation, there's probably a reason and ask your young people why that is. They will probably be able to tell you. They'll be like, well, you keep scheduling it at this time and I can't do that time or I'm just too busy right now. We have to respect that people have lives beyond what they're contributing. Like volunteers at Newport Mine, they've sort of spoiled me because they're amazing and they're always here, it feels like. But you have whole lives. You have exams coming up. And I know like May will be quiet because we've got exams. So if you're struggling with participation, it's probably because something needs to change. But talk to your young people about that. Talk to your group again comes back to transparency and communication yeah I was thinking the exact same thing whilst I was thinking about the question (laughs) like if you're not getting as much um, as you want then kind of be transparent about what you want or what is expected and again knowing the people who you're talking to as well yeah absolutely and they have to get something out of it too there's no point asking, if I asked you as a group, if I'd like, right, I need you to commit five hours a week for the next five weeks, and you're going to tell me loads of information, and maybe it's going to be, you know, emotional for you, because I'm going to ask you to draw on your experience, and then bye, that's it. That's awful. That's so exploitative. Like, I'm asking you to share, and really, 
that's so much work and there's so much value to that and then you get nothing out of it you're not part of the ongoing solution or there's no sort of incentive so that sort of balancing the what you're requesting with the value for the people who are doing it because we have to be honest like we get so much value out of the co-production as a professional team and that goes into funding but what what's the other side getting out of it we can't assume that that's enough for them there has to, it has to be worth it for everyone involved and there are levels of co-production like it's important to note that full co-production you know young people involved at every level all the decisions they're being made joint great and then you've got youth led above that where actually young people take the lead but sometimes that's not possible or realistic or needed so sometimes it's consultation your surveys and things like that or sometimes it's simply this is what we're going to do keeping you informed keeping you aware and there are spaces for that as well it doesn't always have to be full co-production to be valuable or even suitable for the situation yeah i think that's a really interesting kind of way to think about co-production as well as what you what you want to get out of it you've got to kind of think about both sides all the time um maybe if we go back to the youth voice group and kind of the idea of hierarchy in organizations yes how that works so you were on the voice group weren't you the youth voice group so the youth voice group was a subgroup to the board of directors so i think yeah i know like way back when we had a couple of people apply to be on the board and our ceo dave turned around and said we don't have space but i want a youth voice I appreciate that there's a desire for this. Let's encourage it. Let's give them that space. So we created a subgroup. So they would see everything appropriate that the board saw. They saw all the documents. They would discuss it and create a report that would then go to the board. And it has massively sort of changed some decisions that the board were going to do. There's been real changes made and decisions made that have been informed by that youth group. So that is great it's not full co-production because if it was you'd be in the same room but you're getting a say so that it's interesting like how does that feel to you because to me that's great and it's wonderful but I know it's not fully where it could be but there are reasons why as well I think it kind of it worked for what we could as much as we could get out of it we did and I think the kind of the next stage is maybe looking at what we can control within our kind of realm of stuff. So while we can't make those bigger decisions, there's stuff within the kind of children and family services that we could be a, a sub a board just for that kind of thing and having our opinions on, on a smaller group of things might be able to make us feel like we have more kind of, not power in terms of... It is power. That's okay. It's, a good, it's not a bad word. Yeah, but having... <laughs> That using our voices to make decisions about things that directly affect us more than maybe the stuff that the board are chatting about anyway. Yeah, because some of it was quite abstract yeah. for you. You're like, okay, great, but I, yeah, I don't understand this. And that was okay, and we went through it, and your, your views did affect things, absolutely. But I agree with you. I think having it more targeted, and this is something we, we're working towards at the moment, having it targeted as a board that oversees the Children and Young Persons team, I think that's going to be really good. Yeah, I think it'd be a, a more maybe a more beneficial thing for the people the on people it, people working yes. on it, and also the people that would receive that information from that board. Then and that comes back to that: what is every side getting out of yeah. the arrangement? And I think then it it shows that kind of the the hierarchy is such that 
it kind of there doesn't have to be it's almost like there doesn't have to be one because we can all have an equal part at every part of a project and organization it's just about getting your voices heard and some people may not be able to implement certain things but as long as they can share ideas on every aspect I think that's what's important to have absolutely so Holly you haven't been on the youth voice group or Josephine so how does that sound to you what does that feel like to you it sounds really good but I I don't think I can could um like it's just another thing added on to commitments like it sounds really good but if I if I didn't have any commitments then I'd definitely do it yeah just at the moment and that comes back to that we have to respect sort of the life that you've got going on and when we're doing co-production especially with unpaid roles volunteer whatever that looks like we can't assume that people are going to be involved and want to have involvement in everything or we turn around to that and say okay so how could it work for you what what does it look like in a, in a situation where that could work if you really want to be on it but at the moment it's not something you could be because of xyz how do we make it into something that works and that's the other side as well <laughs> yeah i think knowing how much you need to commit like i feel as though the group is kind of more experienced on what goes on and they know a bit more than i do and that kind of deters me a bit but also there is that time needed to think about what you want to get done and what you want to say like with the podcast I'm always like like thinking about what we can do and I feel as though I mean I love the podcast but it is I am constantly thinking about it so I think if I was on the youth group as well then I'd also constantly be thinking about it we're taking over yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I think the podcast is a big kind of now it's become the main thing that I do volunteer in. It is. For, it? Because it, it does take up a lot of time. And I think it's important then to make sure that it's always something that I want to do. Yes, otherwise it's completely. Pointless, it's pointless turning up and You doing have it. to have a passion for yeah. what you're doing. And we've always said this in volunteering, haven't we? Do what brings you joy. Do what you're passionate about. There's no point volunteering if you're really not getting anything out of it. And enjoyment should be like skills and all of that, yes, but you need to enjoy what you're doing. You really do. Yeah. I think, is it also worth mentioning the idea of kind of governance as well in terms of co-production and how that works within that field? Do you want to say a bit about it or do you want me to talk about it? Um, I mean, my understanding of governance is having control over stuff that affects you and kind of having that power like other professionals have in their roles yeah so governing is sort of running something isn't it so governance would be how things are run so this ties into the youth voice group quite a lot so if the idea of the subgroup having sort of dominion over the children that's the wrong way of putting it but having that power over the children and persons that would be a level of governance within that team where you would have quite a strong influence and people I think it's it's new having young people in roles and in positions where they do have power over governance and stuff like that and it's new because it's always been that's great young people have a say this happens or we're serving young people but this is the board they are all without being stereotypical but white men in their 50s maybe you know and it's not necessarily representing 
who we're serving and it's changing that. I think the idea of governance is changing more to be the governance should reflect who you're serving and who you're supporting. And our board is is better. It's it's getting there. And the subgroup is doing really well with that and helping that sort of youth voices in governance as well. Um, but it's it's a journey. And I think from a young person point of view, like what does governance feel like to you being in those positions of power? Like is that scary? Is that too much? Or is it something you want and you just feel you're not being given? I think it's a, a kind of strange thing to get your head around as well, feeling like how could I get the same role that someone that's been working for 30 years works up to kind of get into that role? And I think it's something to kind of work on and look at we can have an equal... It's kind of... It's, I suppose it's the idea of equity in terms of we can have that role, that we get that understanding of that, but when we go into jobs in the future, we've got that experience to kind of fall back on and say, well, actually, when I was a young person, I, I did that role, so you have that understanding of it as well. And I think it's also what do we do what do we sort of determine as valuable experience? Like I said earlier, young people are the experts of being young people. No matter how much job experience I have, I can never be an expert of being a young person again because I'm not a young person anymore. I can't can't travel back in time and be a young person again. I can never speak as a young person. No matter how long I work, no matter how much professional experience and training I have, I can't bring that. And only young people they're uniquely qualified to being experts in being themselves so yes on a board so if we're talking about like a board you join a board because you've got xyz sort of experience maybe in finance maybe in legal maybe in fundraising whatever that is but the young person brings that unique and completely equally valuable experience of being a young person and that's a really truly sort of valuable voice and it has to be it has to be held as equal if you're serving young people the expertise of being a young person is absolutely valuable but it's changing that in your minds isn't it yeah. <laughs> you're smiling now because you're like oh but is it yeah it's working on that that then i think more young people would be look forward to being involved yeah kind of working out the, the balance between that just seems like a really cool thing where you have total power over everything compared with someone going yeah but i don't want it feels like too much responsibility. Yeah. And getting that balance in between that we can have our opinions heard and the confidence to do that in an environment it's, where we know it, it will be received. It's similar to the journey of like when you started as volunteers all the way through to getting the funding and creating this podcast. That was entirely co-produced. But when you started as volunteers, did you think you could do that? Ooh. I don't think so, no. No, because... Um, I kind of had to get around, get my head around the things that volunteers could do because at the start it's kind of like a list with some information on it and you don't you don't really know what you're going to experience until you experience it. Uh, but then, I think I've gone off track, but the whole point is that how we made the podcast was writing a grant and then that actually became successful and now the podcast is a reality and I think winning that grant was really empowering because it actually shows that yes you've got a great idea and yes you can actually do it so 
I don't know where I'm going with this. So I think that list, isn't it? It's because our volunteering is so wide. We're not like recruiting you to do a specific one thing. We do lots and lots of different things as volunteers. Like we do youth-led support. We've got the podcast, social media, interviews, all the different things. So when you come in, you look at that and you go, no, I don't know what that is. I don't, what, what am I going to actually do day to day? What does this look like? But the idea that you could have come in, like before you started volunteering, did you ever think you could get an idea off the ground and funded and working long term because what do we say today it was a year wasn't it yeah. since you really properly started that idea probably seemed as scary as governance seems to you now it's really it's kind of nice to see how far we've come and what we've been able to do with the kind of power that we have as young people and that we can turn that into creating this podcast that hopefully shows other young people that they can do what they want if they put their mind to it yeah that's what I wanted to say what does that what message do you want that then to give other young people sort of that journey that you've been on the power that you've sort of realized you have and have used what do you want other young people to take from that go for go for it like if you have ideas that you think are great and you you actually want to make a group like the social media group that was an idea made by the volunteers right and, yeah. and now it's a group and now they're actually working together and doing projects together and I mean it's amazing how your thoughts can actually produce something because as a young person you don't see that often you kind of see all these barriers where you haven't got the power to do this or you haven't got the funds to do that or you don't have the knowledge or experience or support but being in Newport Mind and having this co-production is really valuable because it means that even if we don't have the knowledge or experience we can still bring our ideas to life because it's because it's co-produced and it's just don't feel like you can't do something um just try it and see how it goes so what do you think that power does for your mental health it's amazing um (laughs) I think yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> like, during the recording, I kind of realised how complex co-production is. It's not as simple as just having a conversation with someone. It's all about the whole process and sharing that and having enough communication and treating the young people the right way. Um, what was the question again? So how does it, so we're giving young people power, we're encouraging them to use their power. What impact does that have on mental health for young people, do you think? Yeah, so you feel like you're listened to, you can be motivated and ambitious and actually do what you want to do. And I wanted to say that young people are, so okay, right, I, I did watch a YouTube video and this came up but young people are the future and if you're having young people who aren't feeling like they're being listened to, who aren't feeling like they can do things, then the people that they'll connect with in the future are probably going to feel exactly the same. So empowering these people is so important and it really does bring great change and ideas to life. Yeah, I think co-production is kind of the way that I'll use an example at school but someone says I don't get it or I don't like this and it kind of just gets left at that Mm. but the idea of co-production means that you can explore why someone doesn't like it why it's not working and suddenly you realize 
young people have that they know why they don't like it it's just sometimes professionals don't ask that question so it, it doesn't get answered and then it remains is that nobody likes it but no one knows why and actually if you ask the question young people will give you the answer and that's sometimes all all you need to make it make the process work better for everyone to kind of feel empowered involved and that professionals will realize actually I can do stuff that works for young people that they'll enjoy if I work together with them. And how does that feel for well-being then as well? Very good. (laughs) (laughs) I think it makes you feel listened to as Holly said and that you if you're not happy you can say something about it and it's not it's not your fault you don't enjoy it that's just how your feeling you can express that in any way you want yeah and I want to add like in co-production you don't have to accept something just because it is how someone else put it to be you can voice like Megan said how you feel and then with good co-production it should improve and I keep losing my thoughts that's okay (laughs) so what about in mental health services so like Josephine what do you think as well of in mental health services so we're a mental health service right but I'm talking sort of across the board if co-production was more of a thing across the board with mental health services what impact do you think that would have on the people actually accessing that support um I think uh rejoin um, the stigma uh, mm-hmm. of around social uh, social uh, sorry, social media <laughs> uh, mental health services would vastly improve yes um and just like the, the overall quality, the overall effectiveness of it would improve um, simply because, well, we know best. You know? Yeah, you know uh, best what you need, right? We know best right? what we need, yeah. And, there's, there's always, and that's where co-with sort of comes in if the professionals have that sort of brilliant theory base and they do have excellent skills and, and experience of helping young people, but nothing's going to be actually asking a young person if this is working for them, right? And I think it comes down to that simplicity. And a lot of mental health services are doing this, but if it was built into every single service that helped people with their mental health, I think that would be so powerful. Yeah, definitely. I think something that I think I always maybe forget, but I feel like it's an easy way that services do it is they'll do a survey. But At I the feel end, like yeah, your feedback survey. You, you get the feedback survey, but uh, for young people, I feel like that's one way that we don't communicate very well that I think is is really commonly used but maybe doesn't get as good feedback because it's not the way we we can give feedback best as I, such. I, I personally think the best way to get feedback is to um to have like a big just have have someone who like the main representatives or even many representatives go up like uh, go up to a little area, go to an area and young people ask them questions, they give them suggestions, and, you know, it, you know, cause I think the main thing I don't like about feedback surveys is because it's one-sided, so you tell them, like, you know, you don't get anything back, at least not immediately. Another one is that it's, uh, it's easier to speak, like, it's easier to ask, it's easier to ask questions when you're speaking verbally when it is to, um, when it is to, like, write it down. Yeah, a conversation is more productive. Like, you could tone it better. You can, you know, it's easier to write. It's easier to speak than write. I feel like it's kind of an organisation 
not necessarily an attempt at co-production, but of understanding people's opinions, but it's not done in a, as enough different ways for them to actually gain anything beneficial from it, that you know you, you just don't fill in the box if you think, oh, I don't really know how I would word it, but if you ask me the question in person, I could tell you. Yeah, and I think that one-sided idea is really interesting. Like, you're not asking to make all the decisions yourself. You're not asking for complete power. You're asking to just be involved and to be part of the conversation to ha- and just to have a conversation at the end of your support, in the middle, at the start, of how is this going to work best for you? What does this look like? How does this serve you best? Because if it's not, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, with um, starting co-production, it, I think it does take some time um, because you're setting boundaries with your groups and you're kind of understanding what you can say and how far you can go with it. So, like, on a survey, I don't know if I would kind of give all my thoughts in that first instance because you kind of get used to voicing yourself. So I think maybe if co-production is more prevalent, then more people would feel able to speak about it. Absolutely, and it's that relationship as well. If you're just writing something on a survey, there's no relationship there especially if you maybe don't know who's going to read that. Whereas when you have that relationship around co-production with your worker, with representatives, whatever that looks like, and there's no reason why that that couldn't be other young people, that is just so much more likely to sort of generate truth and honesty because some people will be brutally honest in feedback forms and that's great, but some people won't, maybe because they think, "Ah, it's not going to make any difference to me now or because they don't want to be mean, or whatever that looks like, but a conversation, like you all said, that's just going to get so much more information. There's a time and place for surveys. We're not saying surveys bad, conversation good, but we're saying, I think, in terms of feedback and in terms of mental health services, surveys bad. (laughs) It's not the only way as well. It's not, yeah, that's right. It's not the only way. Yeah. So has anyone got any final opinions on co-production? or top tips that we have to share? So going back to how we talked about co-production is good for mental health, I think having co-production at a young age would be an amazing thing. And just carrying on with that throughout someone's life but yeah um make it a normal part of childhood exactly yeah and and not treating young people as inexperienced people who know nothing and who don't need to be involved in anything so breaking down that kind of i guess that power thing Mm. it goes a long way in everything yeah like making change and getting realist like honest feedback I was going to say also um, try, try to make it accessible as, as many people as possible not just like um, like some council model where it's elected and stuff but like just have everybody voice them uh, or like at least uh, like over over like 50% of the people instead of just like you know 5% of the school you know school population because then well you got just more samples yeah, and I think there's something, I think it's a whole different 
episode, but I think there's something there around diversity. Because I think if you look at your student councils, if you remember back, I imagine it's your sort of top achieving students maybe who are more likely to attend, but that's not getting an equal representative view of the whole student body. And in any situation, so we're definitely working on diversity as an organisation because we know we don't hear like representatively from every one in a way that reflects the population that we work with. So I think diversity and making sure that exactly what you said, you're hearing from everyone, you're hearing or at least a sample that looks right and is big enough and is diverse enough to really reflect who you're working with. Yeah, definitely. I think for young people, I'd just say try and get involved in stuff because for me, having that power... I think has also made me a more confident person and means that I've had so many opportunities to be involved with something that you wouldn't think you could because you're a young person. And don't wait for someone to ask. Yeah. Don't wait for someone to set up a group for co-production in your school. If you want to make a change, start talking about it. Start getting a group together. Start, if that's a petition, if that's getting parents on board, getting different teachers on board, you can start it yourself. It's hard and I completely appreciate that. But there is support out there for it as well. Yes, and check out our Making Change episode. Yes. (laughs) We chat about social action and ways in which you can make change in the things that you want to. So, yeah. So, we wrap it up. On this episode, we chatted all things co-production. We looked at where it works, how it works, where it doesn't work, and what we think should be changed about different systems I've been Megan. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I'm Holly. Thanks for listening. Also, big thank you for Anna for being a lovely guest today. I'm just being tell her. And I'm Anna. Thank you for having me. And goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> but it all goes in one.